It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and we're always pleased to be joined by Baylor head basketball coach, men's basketball coach, uh, Scott Drew. And, uh, Scott, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, you're taking your team to Brooklyn, uh, Oregon State on Wednesday, and then you got the other game uh, after that. I guess Pitt and, uh, is going to be playing over on the other side against Florida. <clears throat> These are these are great opportunities. Um, you know, how much do you you want to learn about your team? Obviously, uh, uh, ch- put them in a challenging position, but also great bonding opportunity to to be on the road at a you know very special time. I would think. Yeah. It, for, first of all, these uh, tournaments are crucial for postseason. Uh, uh, one, if you make it, two, you're seeding. Um, three, this is very similar to an NCAA tournament. You play in a big arena. Um, you play, you're off, you play. So uh, um, two games, three days. Um, and, and the bigger arenas have a different background uh, setting, obviously, than the smaller college arenas. Uh, also, uh, uh, for your players, it's a chance, national platform, uh, everybody's home, uh, having a great Thanksgiving meal, fun time with family, friends, great platform for Baylor University, Baylor basketball, just to show uh, what Baylor basketball is about and Baylor University and the culture of Baylor. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, uh, it's just it, it, uh, even that Auburn having the, the night um, to you know to, for everybody to kind of gather around and watch the team. Um, I'm sure you're like me. When you were a kid and we're similar age, that, that was Thanksgiving. Is like That's really used to be the true start of college basketball when you'd watch some of these tournaments and watch all these things kind of unfold. Um, what are you looking to uh, – what's kind of, you know, early trends that you're seeing from this team? Um, I mean, it's really been all positive so far, and I think the the uh, rankings will bear that out this week as you all continue to move up. But what do you – what do you, as you get ready to, uh, uh, you know, go up against a pretty good Pac-12 team, and, and uh, what are you kind of looking for from your team, and, and what kind of trends are you liking, and what – what do you need to kind of address here early in the season? Well, I think I think first and foremost, you look at uh, every game, and uh, um, uh, it, 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 you you better bring it or you're going to lose. And people are like, well, I haven't heard of that team. They're not very good. Look at their record. Look at their projected. Um, just look at the scores each and every night because there's there's games where you're like, how did they lose to them? Or they, yeah. one team will play a great game, and the next game, like Michigan looked like a million dollars against uh, uh, St. John's, and then they turn around and lose at home uh, uh, the next game. I mean, and that stuff happens all the time. Uh, last night, I think Jackson State 0-5 uh, beats uh, Missouri. I mean, every night you have upsets. So college basketball, more parity than, than there's been, and – each and every year, it seems like that more and more. And uh, it, you, you, first thing in every everything you do is you want to win. And um, every game you play, you better bring it, or, or you're not going to win. So that's first and foremost. Other than that, uh, it, it, you you look at uh, um, this weekend for us. I mean, these tournaments are, are business trips, and uh, the teams that the teams that stay focused, stay together. 
um, and you win these tournaments, it not only helps you with momentum for the rest of your non-conference, but really helps you when you get into seeding time and postseason because you've had that success, you have that confidence. And uh, I think if you go back, and I know Mosley's big on the research, but teams that yeah. win these tournaments usually advance and do really well come in CA March Madness time. Yeah, I I think you generally this time of year you're kind of looking to me for all the analytics and all that kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, and it's talking to Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You know, one thing I've noticed early in this season, you know, you got guards for years, whatever Fran likes to say, more than Buckingham Palace, or I think he uh-huh. uses Rikers Island. He's got several that he'll roll out. He tried a new one on uh-huh. here recently, but. It's Jaden Nunn was on with me the other day, and first of all, he's just a neat guy, obviously yeah. a great guy, and and we've been over that. But I mean, I I've had one of your other coaches, you know, tell me, hey, this might have been the steal of all the portal deals. And the thing I didn't realize, I was kind of anticipating some great defense, but I mean, he averaged when he came in from VCU, you know, close to ten points a game. But he had 25 points in that game the other night, and he's hitting threes. He gets to his spots. It's really hard to keep him out of the lane. Um, I mean, I, Scott, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't know, if none of this shocks you, but, I mean, I, I just think that's probably been a, a pretty cool addition to see. Not only is he a great defender, but, man, he's bringing a lot of scoring punch on that side of the ball. Yeah, a couple couple things stand out. First and foremost is he uh, uh, backed up at point, but you never really uh, uh, thought of him as a point guard, especially if you read any of the transfer portal stuff. Um, uh, at, at VCU, um, uh, Ace pretty much dominated the ball and point guard spot player of the year, defensive player of the year. And that conference got a lot of attention, and, and rightfully so, but – uh, I think Jaden's 40% three-point percentage was a good indication he can make threes. Um, and the fact that uh, he gets to the free throw line as much as he does, the more he has opportunities. And some of that's come with him playing point guard. And, uh, he's passed it well, um, but he's also made uh, proper reads on when to get to the rim and when to, when to hit the fill, when to hit the big. So, uh, a lot of things, I think, uh, just being in a position where he had, has had the ball more and more freedom to showcase what he could do, and hence why most people didn't talk about him as much or rank him as high in the portal and, and expect as much out of him. Yeah, um, it's that, that has been nice, and we knew Ray J was going to be really good at the point. Um, I, I just... I mean, I can't help but think of your program right now. And, you know, uh, like Keontae, we knew he would quickly become the starting guard for Utah. But he and, – and he'll have his rough moments. But, man, it, it's fun. To, he had a tough shooting game last night. But he's been he's been great. And I just don't know when people look at Baylor, I mean, guard after guard. Uh, I mean, y'all keep putting people out into the lottery or the first round, but that's kind of that's got to be a neat thing to see. Um, you know, guys continue. I mean, it's like I don't know, four straight years or something. Y'all are first rounders, and and uh, but to see Keontae, who was a star for you last year as a freshman, 
just continue to take his game to the next level, that has to be kind of fun. And I, I uh, well, if I'm a guard, I, I, I would not go anywhere else. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that that's, that's got to be rewarding for you and the staff to turn it on and see Keontae going like toe to toe with Phoenix and some of these great teams. Well, I think if you look at uh, uh, right now, you have. Um, Davion's playing point guard, and obviously he's backing up Fox, who's uh, an all-star. Uh, you have Jeremy uh, starting at the point guard with the Spurs. You got Keontae mm-hmm. uh, starting uh, with the Jazz at times at the point. Uh, Royce O'Neal plays the point and uh, starts uh, on and off for the Nets. You got TP starting for the Lakers. I mean, a lot of our guys are having success. Uh, other guys in the league, but I mean, those guys. I mean. Um, uh, a lot of guys playing point guard, a lot of guys starting. And with that, I, I, you look at Keontae uh, in high school, played off the ball, came here and, and really was really was good at uh, uh, um, seeing the floor, making right passes, and uh, second in assist force. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of that surprised the NBA because they hadn't seen as much of that in high school. They just seen him as a scored. Uh, can't they really embrace that with the Jazz, knowing that hey, we need a point guard. If you can, if you can take care of the ball and have a great assist to turnover ratio, that's a, a path for you. Um, I think he's done a remarkable job and uh, continue to develop and uh, improve. And um, uh, it's fun watching him play. Uh, you, you mentioned. Uh, uh, Success in in the last three years, nobody's had three guys drafted in the top sixteen uh, in the country, and that's that's NBA success. And no one's won more Power Five games than us in the last four years. So, winning basketball in the last four years, pros. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, humbly, I'll say this: uh, coaches often get way too much praise and way too much criticism because if you don't have a, a, a great players. Uh, you're not a good coach. And if you don't have great players that put the team over themselves, you're not a good coach. So really the players deserve all the all the credit. And our staff's done a great job uh, identifying who fits our culture, who who we can help the most and thrive, uh, who can thrive the most in our culture. Because uh, at the end of the day, um, there's certain people that uh, we coach that we can uh, help more than other people. So it's finding the ones that fit your culture and you can help the most uh, those are the ones you want to want to want to coach. Talking to Scott Drew, Baylor men's basketball coach, and uh, by the way, that left-handed—I'm sure you saw that on social media. I mean, he speaking of his passing, he took his left hand, threaded the needle. I mean, it was—I don't know—it was like Joker level. I'm trying to think. I mean, that was uh, LeBron level. That was a wild, and it, that 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 to me opened up and. You know, a few years ago, Utah, when they had Donovan, you're like, oh, my gosh, your eyes start to open up. And I'm not saying he's going to be Donovan, but, like, whoa. I mean, it's it's uh, really cool to see. And it's a good fit because he does have some uh, some good players around him and that kind of thing. And so he doesn't have to, like, carry the load kind of like Mitchell did. Um, I, You know, look, speaking of talent, um, you know, I, I know sometimes, and, boy, I'm a cynical, and I'll look at the – negative oh who you know but boy you guys continue i didn't get to last time we talked i don't think y'all had finished announcing your entire class but uh rob wright is uh coming in asimoda is another one and then the juco guy i'm I'm fascinated you guys continue to add size uh just all kinds of length 
Um, but but this this last class you had, Scott, and I know we were frustrated uh, uh, about one guy that we didn't get. But I mean, this is a uh, still a, a, a top class, and and uh, Robert just is a guy that's just steadily come up in the rankings, and I I, I think he's a, again going to join a group of guards that just always seem to fit really well together. Well, what's great about this class is uh, Rob had committed to us uh, for a while and someone we've been a part of his journey. And uh, Gatorade player of the state, goes to Mount Bird. Coach Boyle loves him. Um, so critical for their team. Uh, they got a lot of similar guys, similar size, 6'8 to 6'10. Um, but they got one Rob Wright, and uh, he's done a phenomenal job at Mount Bird and will learn and grow a lot And uh, under Coach Boyle and in and I know besides your staff like him, the players, every time uh, our coaches go down there, the, the players say, hey, he's the guy. We love playing with him. So a lot of positives. Um, Jason uh, Asimoto, someone's committed to us for a long time. He's got uh, great size, great length, but he has uh, uh, elite shooting ability. And somebody that uh, uh, academically is outstanding. Um, and... Uh, uh, both those guys are, are ranked high for a reason. Uh, Noah is somebody that uh, has only played basketball really for one season, and this will be his second season. Uh, suffered an injury, um, so um, uh, that, that'll that'll be a setback. But uh, uh, um, somebody with a lot of uh, upside potential and a, a lot of capabilities, and um, uh, somebody I know we're excited to coach and help him get to uh, 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 the level that he wants to be at. All right, and uh, Scott Drew joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You said something that grabbed my attention recently, and I, I just uh, we've all been amazed by uh, Everyday John and, uh, and, and uh, Chamo Chachua and, and just what he means to the whole Baylor, everything. He's an inspiring guy. And yet, you've seen these young bigs develop at an extremely quick rate, and obviously they're getting the bulk of the minutes right now. I heard you after a game basically say that John has kind of embraced <clears throat> this player um, coach role, and it's like, I mean, on one hand, you know, I, he was starting at the beginning of the season, and on one hand, I mean, it's like, great, <clears throat> but it's... It's surprising, you know, because I mean, I guess with his comeback, you never knew, like, okay, what is he going to become, or what is this new guy going to be in the future? Like, what what are you? I mean, like, how is he embracing this? Because again, unbelievable guy, but he didn't put all that work and that amazing work probably to ride the bench most of the game. So how? How are you handling that? How is he handling that? Because it's good news, bad news, right? It, the good news yeah. is your your young guys are unbelievable. You know, the bad news is you can't find as many minutes for him. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, probably shouldn't have said player coach from the standpoint the day that he arrived, he's been like a player coach, meaning uh, he competes so hard. He's so vocal and, and boisterous in practice. He makes everybody better. Um, so he's like a big brother. I'm going to use that term from now on um, <laughs> okay. because every day he brings that to the team. Uh, at the same time, 
again, he's in a, a two-year recovery process um, and far exceeded anyone's expectations for turning last year. And he's better than he was last year, no questions about it. But uh, at the same time, um, uh, Eve, Josh have done a great job going against him, learning from him. And those guys right now, uh, you're right, they're getting more of the minutes. But uh, what a luxury we have because if one of them is in foul trouble, one of them is injured, one of them is hurt, um, you know exactly what you're going to get from John. And that's a great feeling to have as a coach because uh, usually there is foul trouble, injuries, illness, someone not playing well, uh, something happens. So uh, that, that depth, and it's not just with uh, John, I think, across our team. Um, uh, the other day, Dantuan came in and really gave us a great lift uh, uh, two games ago. And I think uh, uh, each and every person is going to play a big part in our success this year. It's hard to be on every game. And uh, um, uh, that depth not only allows us to get better each and every day in practice, but it also allows the guys to uh, uh, stay on edge because they know if they don't play well, then someone else can step in. So every day, it, uh, uh, iron sharpens iron, we say. And um, uh, at the same time, it has to be done in a way where you support one another, you help one another. And uh, on, when it's game day, you're all behind one another because there's only five on the court. And we're blessed to have uh, that kind of culture, those kind of guys, and those kind of teammates. All right, and uh, it's I saw uh, Fran's deal the other day. That was pretty cool with, with like where the Big Twelve teams are in Pomeroy, those Ken Pomeroy rankings, and even in what some people would call like a rebuilding year for the conference. Uh, the conference is kind of off the charts in that area. And last thing I'll leave you with, Scott. Uh, the Mosleys have been making a lot of plans, pulling a lot of resources together, and it does look like there will be a Madison Square Garden appearance uh, from the Mosley family uh, December twentieth. Okay, so I just I wanted to I just wanted to let you know that that um, the that preparations awesome. are under. So, so yeah. So your G five jet that you're renting, when can people join you on that trip up to Madison Square Garden? Just if, just really no seat, no more seats available on that one. <laughs> but if you want to send one of those, we're up for it. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Thank you very much. And as you know, uh, um, uh, this week for those that are traveling up to see us in Brooklyn, it's uh, it's great to have a fan base that travels and supports us. And uh, it's a big reason for our success because at the end of the day, uh, in, in our sport more than any sport, crowds matter because the proximity to the court and uh, the energy they give the home team, uh, they can disrupt the, the, the other team, and they can also help officials see things clear. <laughs> That's well, well said. All right, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope to all the Drew family, and uh, have, a, have a great uh, time there in Brooklyn and go, go win one of these trophies, all right? Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you, sir. All right, thanks for all you You bet. Thank you. There he goes. Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, some NFL Blitz package coming up next.